Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by my company, 6th Ave Storytelling. In 2020, we launched a marketing company on a mission to encourage entrepreneurship and make starting and growing a small business easier than ever before. Since then, we have helped hundreds of small businesses and entrepreneurs grow their brands by giving them the tools, resources, strategy, and support they need to craft and share their stories. If you are thinking about launching and growing your own brand, schedule a meetup with me today. I would love to talk to you. Head over to 6thAvStorytelling.com and let me show you how the storytelling approach can transform your marketing strategy. This episode is sponsored in part by Pre-Kindle, the platform designed to empower event creators to develop the best experiences possible for their communities. Did you know that Pre-Kindle was actually founded in DFW and is still headquarters in Dallas? Well, now you do. We love local businesses and Pre-Kindle is one of the best. With a best-in-class platform of features, no long-term contracts, low service fees, responsive mobile-friendly event pages, and friendly and attentive support, Pre-Kindle is my personal favorite ticketing and marketing platform for any event. Anytime I'm planning something with my band, Green River Ordinance, Pre-Kindle is our go-to platform to use. With an impressive roster of event creators, menus, and entertainment destinations across the nation, Pre-Kindle's hands down the best. In DFW alone, they've partnered with incredible spaces like the Granada Theater, Panther Island Pavilion, the Kessler, Will Rogers Coliseum, the Fort Worth Modern, Tulips, Rizzo Theater, and more. If you have been to an event or venue in DFW, I promise you have likely been using Pre-Kindle and you didn't even know it. Beyond ticketing, Pre-Kindle also helps automatically promote your event. With over 500,000 subscribers in North Texas and partnerships with event discovery sites like Bands in Town, Spotify, Google, they're set up to also help you spread the word. So go to prekindle.com, that's P-R-E-K-I-N-D-L-E.com and click Get Started to begin using the platform. They are on a mission to bring your event to life. Howdy guys, we are coming live from Jazz Fest in Aspen, Colorado. Visit Fort Worth and Sundance Square both brought some great Fort Worth artists uh, to, to play and to show their art. And I am here with just probably one of the coolest bands out of Fort Worth right now, the Squeezebox Bandits. What's going on? Happy to be here. Can, in, just introduce yourselves real quick. Um, I'm Abel Casillas from Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Austin Gardea. Jeff West. And and so they are all the way from Fort Worth. They came here with, with Visit Fort Worth. They're doing sort of a showcase. There's literally like a Fort Worth showcase here. Yes. Which is, which is cool. But, but you guys play. We were talking about how do you describe it because it's so different. But it's honky-tonk with a Tex-Mex Tex twist. That's right. Because it's accordion-led yeah. honky-tonk. Is anybody else doing that have you seen there, there's, do a, that? there's a few bands there's a few bands like uh one of the bigger ones is uh that's been doing a long lot longer than us in their own way is uh dave perez and the Tejhouse brothers okay yeah 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 so they've been around for a long time but other than them around here no dfw especially fort worth you know we 
we played just about every everywhere you could think of in Fort Worth and Dallas and so forth. But yeah, we're very happy to represent Fort Worth, Texas here in Colorado. And and uh, yeah, you you guys just have a very unique sound because it's this blend. We were talking about it earlier. It's like there's some zydeco even in there. There's yeah, some, there's some right. polka. You can't you can't kind of like get away from the polka if you play no, accordion. You can't. <laughs> and then Tejano, but yeah, you do yeah. these like classic honky tonk Tennessee vibe songs. Yeah, yeah, it, it's funny because uh, we've all been playing together for for some time, and um, I don't know. Like uh, they come to me and they say, oh, this might, this might sound kind of cool and. And it's like we vibe together. So like, I bring the accordion aspect, and and Austin brings the, the real cool bass licks, and and you know he he's always got a lot of great ideas. And Jeff, he's got that chicken picking guitar, man. So it just which blend. is very Fort Worth. I mean, you you guys are kind of like a mixture of a lot of neat things in Fort Worth. Yeah. Like the, did you grew up on the north side? I think I, yes, read, I read that. Yes, I uh, grew up in Diamond Hill, right in north side Fort Worth. But yeah. but this mixture of like the Tejano you know yeah. Mexican culture on, yeah. the, on the north side, yeah. Because uh, what it was is what it's been like when I grew up. You know, um, my mom and dad they they loved all kinds of music. You know, my dad was from a little town called Knox City, Texas, and um, you know he's born and raised, and he always liked the old country and then the Tejano stuff, and mm-hmm. that's how I grew up listening to music. You know, it was always Tejano, then it was country, so it was a good mix. And then I I got into playing in a Tejano band and. Accordion, I, yeah, accordion. Playing accordion, then just like. And when when did you when did you start playing accordion? Uh, I started playing accordion uh, back in nineteen ninety six. How 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 old were you then? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. And I, I so I, I I read somewhere like you you were you were a fan of like Tejano, Tejano bands at the time. Yeah. And you're like I want to play accordion. Yeah. And accordions are not cheap. You like you can't no, like not. you can go get a hundred dollar guitar on Craigslist. But accordions are expensive. Yeah, if you want to get one that uh, it's worth your time, and, and back then it was I was it was an old old horner, and that's what I've been playing since. And um, nowadays, if you want to get a horner, I would recommend if you get a Panther. If just someone's listening and they're wondering <laughs> where can you get an accordion, a Panther's a really good one. But good, but I, I good read, affordable one. Yeah, affordable. Starter, yeah. yeah, but I read somewhere like you you were you you like I want to buy an accordion. They're expensive. You started working. Yeah, I was that was I was, I was, it was a. Well, I was like that that one guy that sat groceries. I worked on the registers and I mopped. You know, that was the 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 hand, the general hand over at the. It was Carnival Grocery Store. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, buddies too. I I put it. I put myself to work because you know I learned early. If you want something, you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what that's what I was what I did and got my first accordion and then. Now I'm actually endorsed with the the accordion company that I play. So I'm Horner? Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And does Horner make harmonicas too? Yeah, they make they're harmonicas like, too. They're like the most famous kind of accordion and harmonica. Yeah, they really are. So you got this thing. So it's like, like Jeff, like you, you guys, when you get yes. when you get a bass or a guitar, like you can kind of pick it up quickly, right? Like when when did y'all start playing? Uh, around you know twelve, thirteen, typical, pretty standard. Yeah, same. Starting time, you know. And it's like, you can, like, my daughters, I have like a six-year-old for and they can kind of pick it up and strum. But an accordion, <laughs> I have picked it up, and I'm like, I'm, I can play a lot of instruments. But I'm like, this thing is so confusing. It's, there's so many things going on at once with accordion, <laughs> it seems like. Because so, yeah, so. you, like, change the notes by what, and it's yeah. heavy and weird yeah. and cumbersome. Exactly. So you saved up, you worked real hard, you got, you got this thing, and then did someone teach you? Like, there's no YouTube back then. No, there wasn't. 
and I'm glad I didn't learn by YouTube because if you're trying to learn something, that's definitely, I mean, that's last resort. You always want to get somebody on hand the way you can understand what you're doing. I gave lessons here recently. I'm sorry, just kind of thinking about that. They're like, well, I've watched YouTube. It's like you need to get someone at least to share what's going on. That way you have an understanding. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I got a guy um, uh, back in 96. I was um, in the at Diamond Hill and the janitor there, the, the lead janitor's brother, um, he gave accordion lessons. His name was Frank Craster. He's just recently passed away. Mm. Um, he was he was a great accordionist, maestro. Um, he uh, grew up in California, Southern California. He moved down here, and he'd been in town, I guess, about 15 years at the time. But yeah, I learned from him, and he showed me a lot of like cool things. And I just kind of, you know, he showed me, he pushed me in the right direction, and I just kind of picked it up on my own and just. So he was from, showing you how to do it. Yeah, I had lessons for about a, how, a year. How many buttons are on there? 30 depends on which ones you had um usually i think it's 31 to 33. okay yeah like 72 as well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have yeah. all these buttons yeah. and you change it and yeah definitely a, a a button accordion is very difficult but if you want to learn uh, just learn all your basics then just like anything else and at that point you know it's you a go why, from there why why accordion because like like it, we grew up with like we want to be in the rock bands and stuff right. like well that's i mean that was your that's probably that, that was your that was your yeah. yeah so like you, you you got a good point like so whenever you were listening to music you really liked the, the guitar uh -huh. so with me you know it would be like the tahano music that there was all tahano then and accordion is a staple yeah in that's a, yeah music. it's a staple so i learned all the 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 Tejano stuff, the licks and all that, you know, what I could take from it. But then I started thinking, man, I, I want to kind of visit the idea of doing old country with the accordion. So that's kind of. This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Visit Fort Worth. Visit Fort Worth is the official destination marketing organization of the 13 largest city. And I would say the greatest city in the United States, dedicated to promoting Fort Worth as a premier business and leisure destination with thriving centers of creativity, culture, and commerce. Visit Fort Worth is the parent organization of the Fort Worth Herd, the Fort Worth Film Commission, Fort Worth Sports Commission, Visita Fort Worth, and Music Initiative Here Fort Worth. They are doing a lot of amazing things. For more information on Visit Fort Worth, head over to visitfortworth.com and follow them on social at Visit Fort Worth. This episode is sponsored by the Fort Worth Business Press. As a Fort Worth entrepreneur and small business owner, the Business Press is my favorite source for news and updates about the entrepreneurial community in and around Fort Worth. I read their email newsletter literally every day. It's always full of insights and stories that really matter. Are you ready to be more connected? Sign up for their free newsletter at fortworthbusinesspress.com. But if you're like me and the newsletter just isn't enough, you can become an insider. With the code STORYTELLING10, all one word, you'll get a discount on the insider membership. Insiders receive exclusive access to special content, 24 issues of the Business Press delivered to your door each year, and discounts on event registrations and more. Join me and the Forward Business Press in staying up to date on the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Is there much crossover at all? Is um, you know, it, you, oh, yeah. if you got there is, oh, but you time. gotta you gotta listen. Yeah, you, you gotta uh -huh. you gotta listen to, uh, like, if you want to learn, you gotta mimic a, a different instrument because there's no really accordion players. Are you doing are that. you mimicking like the, the acoustic, fiddle, like a fiddle, fiddle. Oh, okay, like uh, 
Uh, Phil and accordion translate very well. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that, and then like, yeah. uh, and from the ba- from bass perspective, the bass is doing the dun dun on both Tejano and and on, country, yeah, yeah, country right. music. Yeah, the bass driven. is doing it's very yeah, <laughs> similar yeah. things. Yeah, and and, and oh, go ahead. No, in a lot of genres too. It's like. So, so you grew up like so as as a kid. You're pl- you're playing more Tejano stuff before yeah. you got into doing. Yeah, the country. Yeah. And you played in a bunch of different bands. Yeah, uh, man, I was thinking I was started out. I was I played in a few bands, and I, the first big band I'd gotten into, we won a couple of awards, Tejano Music Awards. It was a band called Grupo Sueño, and then oh, I played with them for quite some time. Then I kind of dabbled in a few of the you, bands. Were you singing too, or were you just no, playing? No, just backup singing. Okay, I would sing backup, uh, but even then it was like, eh. My Spanish is not the best, but it's mm-hmm. good enough. But, you know, and when you're singing Spanish, you're very critiqued, you know, like, oh, man, this guy, you know, it is funny that way, but it's the truth, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, so I did a few bands, and I just said, I, I don't know, let's do this this band. I just started messing around with these old country songs, and then, I don't know, one, one thing led to another, then we had, I had a band going. Were you writing at the time? Or like, were you writing songs then, or, or did you Well, to- I, I had a few that I wrote. They were, like, like, fat, like, maybe almost finished, but they weren't finished because they didn't have that touch. So you so you hadn't really written songs? No. You weren't a songwriter. You no. just played in a bunch of bands. Yeah, I played in a bunch of bands. But if you're starting your own band, you're like, I guess I need to yeah, start, start writing. Yeah, start writing. Yeah. But then, you know, it was so fresh the way that I would do stuff. Uh, translating the accordion into it so most people didn't really think about that they didn't, it never really was brought to my attention until i realized i had to write songs like you said you know you kind of have to start writing your own songs yeah so and were you were you were you good at that like were you was it hard at first or it, it, it's it's, was it it's fun? still hard like, it's, you enjoy? Fun. it's fun it's it's fun but it, it is hard like it's still hard you know like you gotta are you, think are you in are you a lyric like you write poetry and no lyric stuff? i you, don't are you more like think like a musician and melody and yeah exactly melody first Mm-hmm. And then I started writing the music. That's how like I, me and Austin, like like our, our this album uh, we just put out. We have albums came out in May. Uh, there was a lot of songs that we worked together on, and we worked them out, you, you know, uh, arrangement wise and stuff like y'all that. Co- co-wrote yeah, them. yeah, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, uh, just work with Matt Hillier. I don't know if you're uh, oh from Eleven Hundred yeah, Springs. Yeah, I, he produced he produced this yeah, album. Yeah, he produced this album. So it just, they're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw man my, my parents took me and my brother to South by Southwest when we were in high school like mm-hmm. we because we were in, in bands and wanted to we weren't playing but they, I was like can we can we go to this thing called South by Southwest and so we went and they were one of the bands we saw and so because I'd heard of them they were from Dallas they're not they from Dallas I think yeah. yeah yeah yes but and they and like and they were playing kind of this old country honky tonk you know slash thing it, yeah. it was just cool. I, I yeah love very him. country oh matt's great the first time i saw matt hillier was at the ridgely theater okay and yeah. they opened up and backed up bo diddley no really? it was really really cool what yes. you saw bo diddley yeah oh yeah <laughs> what a cool but concert. they got to open up for him and back him up it was really they were really his cool. band yeah Damn. it was great that's wild yeah. can you imagine like bo diddley <laughs> but a lot of those old blues guys would literally just show up and there would be like a house band that, that they right never exactly played with. yeah it's That's three chords mostly, usually, right? For the three most chords. part, yeah. So, so when did y'all meet and start? It was in when did Squeezebox Bandits like oh. begin? Um, well, um, the our drummer, he's actually was he's not present. He's the only one that could make the trip. So um, I met him, Matt um, uh, Matt Calderon, back in 2001, when, uh, whenever I was just starting out with the Grupo Sueño. So he was in that band, but he played the percussions. Oh, so he, he was in the band with you. Yeah, he played okay. percussions and timbales, like a more of a Latin flavor. Okay. But he always played drums. So 
you know, I needed a drum like pretty, you know, the stuff that we do is like it's basic, you know. Mm-hmm. There's not too much to it. And uh, I was like, man, it's he more can, complicated. Than- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 maybe he'll hear this and be like, man, you, this guy don't even know. <laughs> just jokingly saying it, but no, he he he's definitely gotten the job and doing the job. And then I've I've known Austin. Um, I was playing music with Austin probably ten years ago, I guess, maybe maybe longer. Yeah, like in different oh, groups. Yeah, and uh, we had a, another bass player. Um, uh, Joe Beltran, he started the band with us, and um, he, you know, I just looked to Austin because he um, he definitely had these skills like no other. Like I was like, damn, this guy, you know. And he was he he went, he was down to join the band, and so he's been playing with me the longest. He's been in the band for five years, five plus years. And okay. then Jeff, I met me and Austin met Jeff. We were doing a show over at um, it was a it was a bar there in Stocker. It's called Nall City, and um, we were heading out. And he was heading in. I was like, hey, dude. Uh, he goes, hey, my, uh, your buddy Aniva told me about uh, y'all were going to play. I said, yeah, we just got through playing. And uh, we, we offered him uh, if he wanted to come sit in with the, ne- the next day. We were playing over at. Uh, Did you know who he was? Well, we had, was, it was we, like a, we had a, friends in common. Okay. Yeah. Common. No, I was playing. <laughs> was like just no, a stranger. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, no, you no, play no. guitar. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we had friends in common. And yeah. they hit me up, actually, because they, on a, I believe it, I was playing on, I played a gig on Friday, and, and uh, they came out. The friends are coming, and he hit me up about, I was like, hey, man, the Squeezebox guys might need a guy to fill in some dates here and there. I was like, yeah, I mean, because I wasn't playing a whole lot at the time, and I was, you know, I was definitely looking to fill some gaps. So yeah. We kind of ran into each other, and from there, that's yeah. kind of where it went. Yeah, you know? it went, and then we just, it was funny because a lot of cool gigs were popping up, and after hearing him, I was like, man, we got to we gotta work this guy in. Well, so, I, had to, yeah. I had to learn some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was people, like, what was the response like in the very early days of, of Squeezebox, like what was like were people into it? Like, started booking you more or? Well, I think because it's so different. Like, yeah. Well, you know, we started. The, I started. Um, I started with the other a few other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were we did some practices and we did some gigs. Um, give him a shout out, uh, Vincent Saldivar and uh, T Y Bar and uh, Joe Beltran. They 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 we worked out. We. We had some some pretty cool gigs. Like it just, I would do what I would do, man. I would fish a lot. To be honest, like I was on social media. I, I was on booking the gigs, you know. And just I would just if I found somebody, I'd write up and you know I didn't. You can't take no like to the heart, you know. I, I agree. You I can't lo- take it. To I the, love that attitude. Yeah, you just can't know. He's like, oh, you know, okay. Well, you still you you start creating some momentum, and then like at that point, they're calling you, you know. Oh yeah, well he reached out to me. Oh, so they're like throwing me dates now, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But, but uh, was it was it fun very, when people started getting excited? Yeah, about they they were getting very excited. That's what I liked. So the response, or even early with with the other guys, they liked it. Then whenever we started, when we formed, we had a. It's like a different sound. At that point, we were, the guitar was different. You started to find. You yeah. started to sort of discover your sound. Yeah, the sound that at that point the sound was like, damn, okay. This, uh, is, this is good. Yeah. And then Matt got in the mix on the recording and yeah. as well. And then that. So like this is like kind of stepping up, stepping up, yeah. stepping up. You know, I think we're hopefully we're hoping to make to another step you know and so, and so you you kind of double duty you're right you're le- leading the band but you're also doing like the, the business side of it yeah. as well and you it sounds like you like that you like doing that like yeah you, you, i do george is very good at what he does <laughs> we were joking <laughs> we were joking earlier because 
because your your middle name is George. No, first name is George. First name is George, but you go by Abel. Yeah. And so, but on all his uh, all his like email signatures and all the stuff on the website is like for booking inquiries. Contact George. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was emailing. I'm like, this is George. It's the same person. And and I was like, I think it's the same person. Is it? You're not the first person to tell me that. Like after like emailing and then like meeting for the first time because most artists like t- typically like most artists are also not business businessy like some of the guys in my band like not even in that that, that realm they're not going to be like and I, I did that a lot i booked all our shows early on and managed the band and stuff and so but i joked i like in the early days i created an alter persona this episode of stories with soul is brought to you by tcu neely institute for entrepreneurship and innovation They're ranked as one of the top entrepreneurship programs in the country, and they live by the Neely promise to unleash human potential with leadership at the core and innovation in our spirit. The Institute has recently launched the Horn Frog Investment Network, which leverages the expertise and experience of entrepreneurs, business leaders, and investment professionals. They source, evaluate, and invest in the next generation of innovators. Crazy cool. And as an entrepreneur myself, I know the importance of finding great help. It can truly make or break your business. Luckily, as Forward Entrepreneurs, we have access to some of the top up-and-coming minds in the nation. If you're a business looking for talented students and interns, visit the Neely School of Business website to learn more about the Entrepreneurial Intern Scholars Program. They're actively looking for placements for their incredible students. They're doing amazing things, and it's exciting to see the next generation of entrepreneurs grow and flourish right here in our city. Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur? Do you do marketing for a small business? If so, I have something that I want to give you and it's totally for free. We've put together a free resource at sixfstorytelling.com slash download. And it's the secrets, it's the tips, it's the tricks, it's the tools of the trade. It's literally everything we do at Six F Storytelling to help small businesses grow. Go download it today at sixfstorytelling.com slash download. This episode of Stories with Soul is sponsored in part by Power Biofarms. As we all strive to become better versions of ourselves, sometimes the effort to be more active and less stressed can leave you feeling more exhausted than ever before. From unwanted prescription side effects to injuries that won't fully heal, many Texans are left feeling frustrated and without hope or restoration. Power Biofarms provides high-quality, Texas-made CBD and cannabis wellness products without chemicals, solvents, or pricey prescriptions. It's all made right here in DFW from seed to shelf with the utmost care, quality, and transparency. I had the privilege of getting to work with Colt Power, the founder of Power Biofarms, earlier this year when Sixth Avenue Storytelling got to help them unpack their language and dive into their brand, and it was crazy cool. Their story is impactful, and they're doing some beautiful things. They offer a wide variety of craft products, and yes, it's all 100% legal for adults and incredibly safe. Support this local and growing business by starting your order at PowerBioFarms.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-B-I-O-P-H-A-R-M-S.com. So when you're booking and negotiating, it's easier to negotiate when it's someone else. Because yeah. you want the singer to be the bad guy. Yeah. But you, that's kind of your alt persona. Well... Ish. Allegedly, it's <laughs> <laughs> George. But you, but you, you, you do the booking. You do yes. the management. You do all of that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just I, at some point, I think uh, I like to hire someone to do the managing. But you know, I'd, I'd prefer to do it till I can't go any further, kind yeah. of thing. You know, and I've, nowadays it's starting to kind of feel like there's 
there's some room for opportunity for maybe hiring someone that has mm-hmm. some more connections because we've we've made a pretty cool name I think so far. Yeah, you you guys have a reputation around town, like and just in te- in Texas even like uh, like uh, people people come to shows. It's fun. People love it. Like and, and you've kind of discovered this niche, which I think is is really fun. Like the, a sound. Like Elvis is famous for going into, I think it was Sun Studio or something. They're like, "What do you sound like?" And he's like, "I don't sound like nobody else." And you guys kind of have. Yeah, I, I I I appreciate that. That's that's a very very nice compliment. Um, I like to thank that, you know, and I'm glad that that you recognize that uh, coming from your background and knowing music and playing music and. Yeah, thank you. I but appreciate I, but it. I, but I, and I also know, like, even your, like, you don't take no for an answer. That was always my, I'm like, I'm going to knock down doors. Yeah. And and that's, you know, th- that that spirit and sort of like, I'm going to, you know, not wait on things. I'm not going to wait to be found. Yeah, you just can't wait. You just can't wait. You can't. You, know. you, you got, and that, but that separates the art. Like, there's been a lot of great artists I know who are way more talented than, than I ever was, but who just never made it because they didn't have that tenacity you know that, yeah, that you, business you just, yeah you you really gotta you gotta just don't take no for an answer but no whenever don't be like you you'll know when no is but you just if you don't ask you what's, the worst, what's the worst they can do is yeah say no. yeah, yeah um so can you talk about so we, we talked about 1100 springs which is kind of a, a, a famous dallas kind of country country band so he he came on he produced your last album too right no or no, just this one this this one the last one me and austin we hit, austin did a lot of the engineering most all the engineering actually oh so you you, were, you engineered it too yeah austin. yeah the sounds of texas one yeah oh that's cool yeah he works did, over at what's the studio called uh zig productions in arlington texas okay. so you do studio work as well yeah yeah oh that's cool yeah i like to do that a lot that's and it's how, helpful how, how'd you learn how to do that um in high school, I had a buddy that gave me like a cracked version of Ableton, uh. and so I've had it since I was like 16. So, and, and you were just like recording and yeah, me and him stuff. got like a little interface, and we just started messing around with it. And then like along the way, I've gotten like my mentor, uh, Billy Herzig. He owns the studio. He he really showed me a lot. Yeah, that guy's so, amazing. Like he gave me the opportunity to uh, do it in a, in actual practice. You know, that that's cool. But was it so? Was it fun? Like. People don't really understand like what a producer is or what what they do, but a, but a producer is it's kind of like the director of music. They come in and kind of say, the sound it should sound this way, or you should play this part, or sometimes they'll tweak a song. You know, that verse is bad, rewrite the verse. But producers also like really can affect how an album sounds. Was mm-hmm. it? Did he challenge you guys? Like did it change? Who uh, the um, Matt? Uh huh. On the most yeah. No, that uh, well you know uh, in the studio you know. He would, a lot of the songs that I was, you just get into record because there's some songs that we recorded that um, we just did in the studio. We didn't actually do them yet. So we, uh, the way we arranged them and everything, and he's like, hey, yeah, the parts, and then like your vocal, try this, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he showed me the the ropes on the vocal stuff and and the parts. You know, we kind of all picked the parts, but he definitely helped pick the part that was. The right one. The, yeah, the right one, the one yeah, that's in it, and it to like him it sounded really good. Apart. We would, you know, have to go maybe take it through a few paces and finally to make an executive decision on it as yeah. to, to what it would be, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Was um, was there a gig or a show where you were like, wow, this is this is working? Like, was there, was there like a memorable night where it's like, man, people... Yeah. 
that one where we at the Granada when we opened when we played with 1100 was yeah that was, monu- so nice. that was pretty monumental. Was that when you were like, this we have yeah, a, I, we have something going? I walked back out and realized it was a full house, and I was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> There's been you yeah, know, it, the, I'll be honest with you that that's a good question. Like I feel like. There's a, there's been a lot of gigs like that, you know. Mm-hmm. There, that's a good one right there. Like, yeah, whenever we played at Billy Bob's, you know, we yeah. had our own show. We 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 headlined our own show uh, and had a album release. That was the that was oh, that cool. was ideal. That was Billy Bob's is a big room. That's yeah. a daunting place to play. Yeah, that was it was it was a great feeling. And there's there's been a lot of shows that we've been blessed to to have, you know. Like we got one, a big one coming up. Uh, we're playing a Saturday night over at Green Hall. We're headlining. Oh, you are? You're headlining Green Hall? Yeah. yeah. January 7th. Have you have you all played Green Hall before? Never. I have not. I love Green Hall. It's just magic. It's like kind of crappy because it's <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's shit. right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just there's some it's literally one of my favorite venues I've ever played. There's just something magic about yeah. it. And headlining, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm grateful. And you got Okay. You have to eat at the grist mill. Oh yeah, next door. Right. Is it? That's, is no, it? Where's we that? We went with Albert. Did you go there? Oh yeah, we ate there. It was yeah. real nice inside. It's, re- it's real. It's kind of like the Joe T's of <laughs> the Ruffles. Yeah, because yeah. it's all this outside yeah. seating. Yeah. But the, yeah, that's literally one of my. That's a big. That's a cool show. Yeah, man, that's I'm looking forward to really it. Fun. Excited about that one. We got the State Fair on the main stage coming up too on the 12th of October. Oh, yeah. that's a, those yeah. are that, that's a big deal. And have y'all have you done much like have y'all toured outside of the state? Like is th- you said, this is your first time in Colorado. To yeah, play. first time we've uh, we played in Nashville last year. We're going again in a couple of weeks over to uh, Americana Fest. Fest. Right? Yeah, and then we we played over in uh, Las Vegas. Me and Austin did a duo thing not too long ago. In Vegas? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a duo for uh, Cowboy Christmas out there. It was, uh, it was like for, a rodeo event, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you. You said you 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 have a, you have a son. Yeah. And is he into it? Like, does he think what you do is cool? I think he does, but he's at that age where it's like, ah, that's my dad's job kind of uh-huh. thing, you know. And I, I've um, does he come to shows? He comes sometimes. He'll he's good for about an hour or so, um, and then like he's like he's looking at his mom like mom. He's like I'm ready to go, you know. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'll take them and they'll go over the whole gig with me, and he just looks beat down. <laughs> Recently, he how, how old is he? He's eight. He, he's eight. He's about to be eight, actually. His birthday's next Friday. Are you showing him some accordion yet? I I am. I've showed him some, and uh, I need to get him back into it. Like I've been busy doing a lot of things, but you know I managed to spend some time. But um, I think I'm gonna try to put at least once a week or once every other week. Yeah. I've been I've been talking to my wife about. It. I think we need to implement that at least once. He he uh, was doing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and, and like some scales, but I want to try to start showing him like song songs, you know. Yeah. That's that yeah. Well, it, accordion is so interesting. It, it like that and harmonica and pedal steel are kind of like lost arts. Like they they were huge kind of just staples in in American music for forever and people don't like very few people like know how to play the pedal steel these days. Yeah. And still I find it equivalent to the accordion as far as it difficulty. It's difficulty. Just, yeah. And it's big and it's also big and come, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a long haul. But it's almost like there's like you got to preserve this legacy cuz not a lot of people play like that, yeah. Yeah, it could just go away if no. That's what, that was something that you know. It's funny, I was telling my son that I was like, "Son, you need to learn how to play the accordion because it's a dying art. You know, you mm-hmm. got to learn it. You got to keep it going." And, and after I said that, he's like, he's thinking about it. He's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense." <laughs> it clicked. Yeah, that's like with my my girls. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if they have like I'll, every once in a while, my wife will like put on 
green rewards or something. They're like, no, put on Elsa, put on, so, you know, <laughs> put on something else. They're not, they're not too into it yet. But I, I, I bought them a guitar and they still haven't shown them a little bit, but not an immediate interest. At least they're there and yeah, if they feel like it available. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so what, what, what's on the horizon for you guys? So like more, any, any, so you're going to Americana Fest. Anything, yeah. Anything we, you're excited about, like new songs, new. Well, the, the album, uh, we just put an album out uh, in May and we just, in May, so you're working in yeah, that. Yeah. So we, we just, we just dropped that the very first, uh, squeeze box bandits, uh, music video. Oh really? Yeah. So it's a with song Matt. with Matt. It's yeah, a song man. with Matt Healer, the one he he wrote the song, and uh, it's like a duet. He's singing, I'm singing. It's it's a buddy song. It's a drinking song. It's a pretty cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. I would I'd I'd you know strongly suggest y'all checking that out on on the website. And but it's easy to find. Just just Google Squeezebox Bandits and this song on uh, YouTube. It'll find it real easy. But we're playing at uh, the State Fair soon. Also, oh, yeah, you're saying that's that coming up. That that that'll be a big one. Oh, you know what? Uh, we do got a really cool one. I'm thinking about uh, November the fifth. We'll be at the World Barbecue Fair and uh, Lockhart? Lockhart. Yeah. For oh, that's gonna be a Texas be Texas monthly, monthly yeah. barbecue deal that they're having. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Will well, you get up. to like try a bunch of barbecue and everything? Oh, what yeah. Thing, yeah. because yeah, yeah. they did a write up on us in July, and that that I guess sparked them to invite us to play at their event so that's kind of cool that's gonna be fun yeah that, that, that's super exciting oh I, I was um so you so you i i read a i was doing my some google stalking and searching last night and there was an interview with you and they were talking about how you don't like saying no to gigs yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that true? Yeah, like, I don't like saying I don't like saying no. But so if someone asks you to play a show, you're like your default is like we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, it's pretty automatic. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it. I mean, now it's like we got a uh, like a momentum going to a direction we're trying to go. Are to you another. getting more selective these yeah, days? We're, yeah, I'll get a little more selective because yeah. you well, were we got to a point where it was like three, three shows a day, maybe? three shows a day, three three in a day. day. Friday, yeah. Saturday, oh, yeah. Saturday, How Sunday. How are you doing that? Well, a lot of lot of middle light. Do like a noon. <laughs> we do like yeah something that started around noon so was he wearing you guys out were y'all there was there like an intervention there's been yeah, some like, there, no. there, yeah there, there's been a few times like I'm like uh, but like I'm I, my justifying that has been like well the first one's only an hour the second right. one's an yeah. hour and then the light one's three hours right. but be, we get to eat yeah. and we get to make some more money you know yeah <laughs> and does your voice and not, not well, toast at the end it, sometimes sometimes yeah there's a couple. Well, you got pretty good endurance at this point. Yeah, you do. Like, he's built up the. Yeah. He's built up the. Uh, yeah, so, and I and I, I don't. You know, I I can go to that high register, but I just stay where I'm comfortable. And then I, when I gotta go high, I'll go high. You know, I'll do it on my time. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be <laughs> the a third show of the day. <laughs> yeah. So a little more selective these yeah. these days. Yeah. But I, was, I was reading that. I was like, that cracks me up. That, but that's pro going back to sort of like the businessman in you. You're like, I'm not gonna say no to an yeah. opportunity. I'm gonna. If it's like like a little backyard party or something, like here it's a hundred dollars or something, you know, you know, I'm not no, gonna do yeah. that. But you know, if it's making sense and it's it's putting it's putting a, a little stack in everybody's pocket, you know, or small stack. Okay, so in, in doing that, saying yes to to a lot of shows, were there any that were just terrible? Where you guys were like, why did he say yes to this? This is awkward. <laughs> I can weird. think of one right now. <laughs> if y'all have if it's one, it's the same one. Just uh, there was like I don't remember what bar it was, but you could smoke. Uh, cigarettes inside still, <laughs> so that was pretty rough. Oh, in Glen, people were still smoking. In it. That was out that's in, out. That's out in, in the Glen sticks. Rose, I think uh -huh. it was. So yeah. that one was rough. That I think. Rough. 
Yeah, because we were next to. You uh, can see the haze. You can they, see. They, they had those little gambling and machines. Those gambling machines, yeah, just going the, off the whole time. Yeah, well. so they're sitting they like, like four people in the machines. Like going. Yeah. yeah, they had like threes that sitting there. There's smoking, smoking, yeah. smoking. Like, dang. <laughs> now, any any others? That's pretty. Well, there's one that we did. It was like the, one of the first gigs we did, and we played like in. It was a a, a Mexican bar, like hardcore Mexican bar. Like mm-hmm. it was over in South Fort Worth, and I think they were just open for a few for not very long but we, we played to the to the bartender it was i had fun playing we got to kind of go out of our comfort zone and play some more tex-mex mex and stuff mm-hmm. but um i don't know just and they were it just weird uh do you remember that cowboys the cat um i forget the name of it i don't want to say the name it might still be open uh-huh. but anyways that's one i could think of yeah but, but then again like were we on the trailer bed the uh no that's like a that was song. a different gig yeah, yeah. but uh i mean me, me not saying no. I was looking back at our gigs. We're around. A, we've done about a thousand since we've been going. Since a thousand. Two, about since 2017. In, in five years, five, that's a lot of shows. Yeah, you know they were some small, some big. You know. Yeah, I, you easily play 200 gigs a year. Yeah. Wow. I think. Yeah. Not all uh, of them are full oh, band, yeah, but some right. are. It'll be me and Austin and, and oh, Jeff, or, and or me and Austin, me and Jeff. A different. different that's incredible. That's band, like yeah. that's grinding it, and like that's get, like you can't help but be good if you do. I, like, if you did, y'all watch the the Beatles documentary that came I, out? I recently? still haven't. I've been meaning oh. to. What's it on? What's it on? It's on Disney. Oh, it's, okay. It's yeah, making the album. Yeah. Let it be. But you know they they played hundreds and hundreds of shows. They played every night. But you can just see when a band plays that much. Right. And they just become locked in. Mm-hmm. Anyways, y'all, I can't believe I haven't watched that documentary. Man, I've been I to watch it. I listened to the ticket a bunch, so they, I heard them talking yeah. about it a lot. And it I kind of got the gist of it. It I've was been really meaning the, to do it. It was very cool. Is there a song that's like a song that you're like particularly proud of, or like this is one of the favorite songs y'all y'all either play or you've written that you're. Mm. There's there's a quite a few that I really like a whole bunch. I think. The proudest that I am of uh, anything that I've ever put together was an instrumental. That's called uh, Latin Smoke. I think okay. that that that's a great recording, and Austin was on that recording, and um, we had a Vincent and the, 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 the melody, the, melody, the just everything about it. it I, I think it, it if we were to record it now, it'd be a little bit different. It, it'd still be, it'd probably be better, but um, that that song there, I always like to play it live. It's oh, it's a, it's the song we normally end shows with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that that. Uh, you give them a, a little extra at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and they like it a whole bunch. But and there's others that I've written, like Clear's Day is a, another one that I wrote. And, uh, and, why, and why is that one important? Well, it's it's, just, it's a song that I wrote. You know, it's a honky-tonk song. It's just, you know, kind of uh, a feel for someone that, you know, it's a good old drinking country song, like Lost Your Girl, you know, break-up song. Break uh-huh. song, you know. So All the elements of yeah, a great yeah. honky-tonk song. Yeah. What I mean, about you guys? Do you all have a favorite that you like playing? Well, for me, I joined the band. Like we pretty much recorded the first album, uh, so I really enjoy that whole first album. It's like that a big variety one. of songs, and yeah. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. I like playing Clear's Day a lot too. It's got some cool changes, you know. Mm-hmm. And it moves around pretty cool. I get to do some jazz chords here and there on it, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. So we'll play that one today. And what what can so if someone's never been to a, a squeeze box show, what can they what can they expect, or what do you hope people feel or, or walk away? Well, I think the, when they walk away, I want them to be like like you say when you see us entertained. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want them to tell a friend. You know, because 
if you're not talking about it, then it wasn't that good, you know? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, but, you yeah, know. Definitely, just, hopefully, just had fun and then also yeah. maybe, you know, felt the musicianship. You yeah. know, obviously, I mean, your, the accordion's amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think we all did a really good job. I think all of us, um, we really put our work in and we do a hell of a job what we do. But, I mean, I want them to, to, to see that, you know, grasp that, that Dane, that's, it's not just some three dudes they just put together to do this gig. It's like, mm -hmm. they, they really got something going. This is a band. Yeah, this, this is, is a band. A, and a band is kind of a lost thing. Like the idea of a band is like, there's to a lot degree, of like, yeah. well, there's a lot of like songwriters and you know, but like the idea of well, this. They tend to shuffle the, the cast mm -hmm. pretty on the, on the yeah. reg, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I, that, I guess that's what I'm most, most appreciative of that. Like you said, you know, it's like, you don't see it a lot, and it's kind yeah. of you know. And you become brothers, like you, yeah, you, yeah. You start, you start hang out a lot, hang out a lot. <laughs> you start getting in, in the van a lot. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. You know each other's quirks and yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's that's like me and I think I, me and Austin, we've we've uh, been playing together longest and doing the most gigs together, you know. And we, there's some times like, oh yeah, you know, we we uh, we like brothers, you know. We like we'll fight, we'll say something smart ass, smart to each other, and then <laughs> and then we'll be like, hey man, you know, we're good, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, well guys, I'm a, I'm excited for tonight. I mean, this is this is your second night in, to play. You right. Opened for Leon Bridges last night, and tonight Chris Stapleton. That's you're in Aspen <laughs> at this giant festival. Wow, it just hit me what you just said. Opening for Chris no. Stapleton. That's pretty freaking cool. It yeah, is. I so. wish I wish I could meet the guy. Hey, Chris, if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's <laughs> he's in another war, another another level. Yeah, he's but, but that but that's that, that's cool. So I I, I hope y'all enjoy the weekend. I appreciate you taking the time and doing this. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's fun. So excited, excited to catch the set. Can't wait to see the interview. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.